Welcome to the Season Long Podcast in support of the YouTube channel Season Long Baller. Hope you're having a wonderful start to your day, a wonderful start to your week, and we are going to get deeper into the playoffs. Now, for the East, the Washington Wizards, and in the West, the LA Clippers have already swept their respective series. So we'll start out West with the LA Clippers who were facing the Sacramento Kings. Now, you may recall the Kings are the sixth seed, the Clippers are the two seed. The Kings, uh, the Clippers are the two seed, as I mentioned. The Kings are the sixth seed, and they were facing in the latter round, as you know, in the previous round, they were facing the Dallas Mavericks, the three seed, and they came back, as we talked about this in last week's season-long podcast, number 26, they came back from a 3-1 deficit and defeated the Mavericks. However, no such luck here with the Clippers as the Clippers get the sweep 4-0. Game one was 54-52 in LA in favor of the Clippers, both teams shooting about the same percentage, uh, the Clippers at 44%, the Kings at 42%. Now, believe it or not, the difference in this game looks like it comes down to free throws. When the uh, you look at the field goal percentage, the Kings, as I mentioned, shot 42, the Clippers shot 44. Both teams made 19 baskets. They were The Kings were 19 of 45, the Clippers were 19 of 43. Both teams made uh, six three-pointers. The Kings, again, shooting two more three-pointers than the Clippers did. Six out of 19, Clippers six out of 17. But the biggest difference, the Clippers shot shot three more free throws, making two more. They were 10 out of 12, while the Kings were eight out of nine. There's that two-point difference. Clippers get the 54-52 victory in game one. In game two, the Kings shot pretty bad, 37% from the field. But they stayed in the game as the Clippers shot 50% from the field, but only won the game by three, 51 to 48. Neither team shot a lot of free throws. Uh, The Kings especially were only two out of four after going in one of those games against the Mavericks, got no free throws. Uh, The Clippers were four out of eight. So both teams shot only 50% from the free throw line. The Kings were eight out of 19 from three. The Clippers were five out of 16 from three. But the King, the Clippers managed to squeak out another victory in L.A., 51-48. Game three, back in Sacramento, heading up north, and the Clippers shot 55% from the field, their best performance so far. The Kings were again under 50% at 43%, and the Clippers get a 62-49 victory in game three. And finally, in game four, Clippers again shot very well in Sacramento, shooting 58%. The Kings had their best shooting game as well, shooting 48%. So you may notice they never did shoot over 50% in this series, but fall to the Clippers this time, 59-253. And again, Clippers only shot three free throws. The Kings only shot two free throws. Uh, The Clippers were not very good. Uh, The Clippers were slightly better from three-point distance, going seven out of 16, while the Kings were seven out of 22. So again, it's funny, the Kings had games where they just did not shoot free throws, and this time they were two out of two, uh, but they fall to the Clippers by six, 59-53. Now, while the Clippers were sweeping the Kings in the East, the Wizards, the one seed, were sweeping the five seed Chicago uh, Bulls, who had defeated the four seed Atlanta Hawks four games to one, and you've heard me say several times that I thought the Hawks were going to win that series, even though I'm glad that the Bulls won that series since during the regular season, I was able to sweep the Bulls as well. So this ends up being eight straight victories for the Wizards over the Bulls. In game one, if you recall last Sunday, was an 84-63 blowout win for the Wizards. Now, this week, 
Game two, well, it was a much different story. The Wizards get by with a 83-79 victory, just a four-point win over the Bulls. Uh, pretty close game throughout. The Wizards with a 26-point uh, effort from Jamon Summers, us. Eight out of 14 from the field, so uh, pretty good from the field. However, again, struggling from distance, going two for eight, meaning that all six of the shots I missed were from three-point distance. Now, the Bulls actually countered this time as Lonzo Ball, as you know, we've been talking about our strategy against Ball because he has been injured in this series, so we've tried to press him full court, and in game one, he didn't shoot very well. However, in game two, he was much better, and he did score. uh, He was 7 out of 12 from the field. So in game two, the Wizards shot 61% from the field. The Bulls shot 49%, and yet the Wizards still only got a five-point victory in this one. As again, I mentioned, 83 to 78. The Wizards did have more points in the paint, 38 to 32. The Bulls, however, led in bench scoring 29-25, and I'm sure that is affected by Monte Morris being injured, and we'll talk about him just a little bit later on. And the Wizards, in a lot of cases, dominated the glass here with 28 rebounds to the Bulls' only 18, and that is pretty much the biggest difference in the game. Uh, But actually, in terms of the straight points, the Wizards went 16 of 16 from the free throw line, while the Bulls were 11 of 12 from the free throw line. Both teams were 7 out of 17 from 3. So your difference there, the 5 points that the Wizards picked up on the free throw line going 16 out of 16, and again picking up a 5-point victory, 83-78. In Game 3, the Wizards again shot 50% or better, shooting 50 exactly, while the Bulls were shooting 45%. The Wizards were again, just like last game, 7 out of 17 from the field, 41%. The Bulls were five out of seven out of seventeen from distance. The Bulls were five out of eighteen from distance, and this was a very close game as well. 77-74 in favor of the Wizards, and this game is defined by us shooting fourteen free throws, a career high regular season or playoffs. And despite the fact that we were very clutch and very uh, just pretty much automatic during the regular season, shooting ninety-two point nine percent from the free throw line, we were only ten out of fourteen. And that helped the Bulls stay in this game as it came to a close. However, we did manage to hit the clutch free throws at the very, very end. And that provided the difference for the Wizards, a 77-74 victory. And again, the Wizards were 14 out of 19 from the free throw line. So five of the misses from the Wizards, four of those came from me. And the Bulls were only 11, well, the Bulls were 11 out of 11 from the free throw line. So they didn't miss at all. But Again, those three free throws, seems like a theme here in the playoffs, were the difference. And the Wizards got the 77-74 victory in Chicago and take a commanding 3-0 lead in the series. This is the one that Ball probably played the best in. 7 out of 12 from the field. He was only 1 out of 4 from from distance, but he led the team in points, scoring 17. Uh, Andre Drummond had 11, and Drummond has been effective in this entire series as well, getting a lot of putback, dunks, offensive rebounds keeping possessions alive for the Bulls. So in this game as well, Summers had one of his better shooting games. I mentioned the 10 out of 14 free throws, two out of five from deep, five out of 13 overall, but I guess one of the better shooting games in terms of distance, but finished 22 and three assists to go along with uh, two rebounds. So game four was a big difference from games two and three, which were very tight affairs in Washington and in Chicago. But game four in Chicago, the Wizards closed out the Bulls 78 
to 55, a 23-point victory. Summers leading the way again with 29 points, shot the ball 22 times. So again, that's <laughs> that is probably the most I've shot it in a game. But granted, I led the league in shot attempts anyway. I mean, <laughs> what do you expect? Summers went 11 out of 22, 5 out of 12 from distance, hit enough of those threes that made me keep shooting them. Not that I needed a lot of motivation for that. And was only 2 out of 2 from the free throw line. The Wizards were only 6 out of 7 from the free throw line as a team. And again, a 78 to 55 victory. Now, the Bulls did not shoot as well in this game, and that was probably their downfall, led by Green. And again, remember, Patrick Williams did not play. Javante Green started all four games at the power forward position, and Patrick Williams did not make an appearance in this series at all. He was dealing with a severe right ankle sprain that was a one to two week diagnosis, and he never did play in this series. So Green led the team in this one with 10 points, going four out of six from the field. Zach Levine only had nine points going four out of 10, and DeMar DeRozan only had eight points going three out of 11 from the field. And that was pretty much the Bulls' downfall. They were not able to get much to fall. They only shot 35% from the field and six out of 25 for a 24% clip from distance, while the Wizards shot 57% from the field. The Bulls did hit all five of their free throws, and that was the wrap of game four. So you had games one and four in this series were blowouts and games two and three were tight affairs. Also to mention in game four, Summers' 29 points led the way, but he was also, we were also a plus minus 25. And as you know, Jamon Summers is our player bill. So that's what I mean when I said I take those shots or we (laughs) took those shots. He is our NBA 2K23 player bill. And that is, uh, that video is down in the description below, created way back in October at the beginning of the season. And as you know, we followed the entire Washington Wizards schedule, all 82 games, the only exception being uh, the actual Detroit Pistons uh, game with the Wizards in February was postponed, moved into March because the uh, Pistons got uh, delayed coming out of Texas after a game with the Mavericks due to inclement weather. Of course, the other big difference is that the Wizards are still playing. And obviously the real Washington Wizards did not make the playoffs. So that was a big difference there as well. But Summers finished with a plus minus 25, and that was the uh, highest in the game. Now, I mentioned during game four that Summers is leading the league in playoff scoring. He's at 20.8 a game, shooting at a just under 50% at 49.6% from the field. Uh, Nikola uh, Joker, uh, Jokic is second at 17.1% points per game uh, in these uh, playoffs right now. So taking a quick look at the injury report among the teams that are remaining, the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, John Conchar is out with left knee tendonitis. So he is out for two to four weeks and we'll see how much Memphis misses him. Denver has a bigger cog missing as Aaron Gordon has a spinal injury. He's out for the season. Uh, So that is probably a, a bigger issue, bigger injury issue for the Nuggets at this juncture in their series with the Grizzlies. And of course, the winner plays the Clippers, uh, the two seed. So the Clippers will have home field advantage if Memphis wins. And if Denver wins the five seed, they will not. Now in the East coming back out East, Tyrese Maxey is probably the biggest uh, news in terms of injury. He is out two to four weeks with a torn right hamstring. And I'm sure the Sixers need him. And they are deadlocked in their series 2-2 with the Cleveland Cavaliers who are missing Kevin Love right now, who is out one to two weeks with a right with right elbow tendonitis. 
Meanwhile, for the Wizards, I've mentioned it a few times during the games, Monte Morris is out with back spasms. He's been out for two, he was out two to four weeks. He is now out one to two weeks. Hopefully for the Wizards, he will be back for the next round, whether that's the Sixers or the Cavaliers, as I mentioned, are deadlocked right now at 2-2 with the Sixers being the two seed and the Cavaliers being the three seed. And that has caused the Wizards rotation to change. Will Barton has been playing a lot more and Summers, along with Bradley Beal, have basically been the three rotating at the guard position with Beal taking the ball handling uh, duties when Summers takes the bench. So now it's time to take a look at the Jamon Summers play of the week. Levine takes a three with all kinds of wizards in his way. Over to Summers. Woo. <laughs> we have been careless on these passes. Oh, good pass from Porzingis. That was sweet. Handed it off to Summers, who was able to get up and dunk before Drummond could get over. Summers with nine and two. Wizards up by 18 here in game three. All right, I like that pass there from Porzingis. That's going to do it this week for season long uh, for the season-long podcast. Really quickly recapping the uh, playoffs right at this moment. In the East, Washington with a 4-0 sweep over the Chicago uh, Bulls. So the Wizards have advanced. In the other semifinal round matchup in the East, Philly and Cleveland, the 2-3 matchup are even at 2-2. Out West, it's pretty much the same. The two-seed this time, however, beat the six-seed Sacramento Kings. It, is, it was 4-0 there. And meanwhile, the 1-5 matchup is deadlocked at 2-2 between Memphis and Denver. We will see you later on this week when we will find out who our opponents will be for the Washington Wizards. That's going to do it for this edition, number 27 of the Season Long Podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And if you like what we're doing on the channel, on YouTube, please give us that like and subscribe. And if you like what we're doing here on the podcast, go ahead and give us that download and a comment. It is much appreciated. Have a wonderful rest of your day. See you later. Peace.